Oh, where, oh, where could Tom Scallon be? The man's probably sleeping, it's past 7.30. We got a guest host, Willie Nelson, could it be? His last name is Nelson, but his first name is actually Lee. Welcome back to Talking the Walk. This is episode 45, Pastels. I am Paul Patterson. I'm guest host. Lee Nelson. That was a twist. That was a twist. Um, Jake Brown and his original music, and we are back to the OG Lee Nelson song for the intro. Bailey Bishop and her artwork, Tally Stanley and social media, Jill Martin, fact checker, and she did do some fact checking, uh, and then marketing, Jeff Grady, which was good. Um, so why are you here tonight? Well, tonight is Scallon's only night off, Wednesday April 28th, and he really didn't feel like podcasting. So he had a he had soccer on Monday, soccer on Tuesday, nothing tonight, and then soccer tomorrow night, and he didn't feel like recording. So I, I went with uh, the bullpen. Well, that's really flattering why I'm on the podcast tonight, but I'll take it. Let's do oh, it. Whatever. You're on here when, when Scallon is either – gone or incapacitated where he is not going to uh, not going to be on i feel like i'm the side dude a little bit but you're you're again no one else is going to come on and be the guest host correct it's you well it's you or nobody do it they wouldn't do it as well they wouldn't do it as well as i would i'm not asking anybody else i don't i'm just saying and i mean and it's not like you're a bad host I mean, you do a great job. Oh, wow, thanks. You just keep pouring on the, the good feels tonight. Well, listen to you talk. I'm trying to tell you that there is nobody else getting asked to host. And then you keep digging into whatever it is that, well, I, anyway. Lee, thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks for having it. me. Yeah. So here's some updates for you. First and foremost, we have 5,574 listeners. And that's with our 44 episodes, which means we're at about 127 listens per episode. Way more when this started almost one year ago, way more than would have ever dreamt um, people would listen to. Now, again, obviously some have way more listens and some have way less and um, people get caught up and we, we catch some new listeners and then we end up losing some listeners that you know don't catch up on things like yourself. And, and it just, it happens. You know, life happens. Went to Wisconsin last weekend. Um, got to see a football game. First high school football game. And I have to, and I've got to correct this. I said since 1992, which would have been my freshman year in college. I actually went when we were juniors. I didn't see much of the game because we didn't get back to Milwaukee until late. But I went to a Catholic Memorial game um, when I was a junior back in, in Brookfield, well, Waukesha. And with, with my college roommates, went back to that. But we were really late because we didn't leave Dubuque in enough time. Imagine that college kids not, not knowing how long it would take to get back to Waukesha. So, um, but anyway, it was good to get back. It was good to catch up with my, my good friend, childhood friend, um, Brian Cammer, and just uh, you know being able to tell stories and talk about all the things that we used to do that were really dumb uh, when we were younger, which was, which was pretty good. Um, watch update. I don't know if you remember this or not, but last week I had to, I had to average, well, you don't, I had to average about 1400 calories a day. 
in order to uh, to get through my 38,400 calories for the 30 days in the month of April, which meant I was fairly lazy there for a while. Well, in the next two days, that means Thursday and Friday, the 29th and 30th of April, I have to average somewhere around 920 calories. So that means, do the math, I have absolutely been crushing it here the last two weeks, crushing it. So I'm on pace. Okay, you ready? You ready for your question? Let's do it. Last week, not that you know this, but last week we asked the question, what was everybody's first car? We're gonna talk more about that in the feedback. Love to hear your answer too. Um, to that right before we get ready to do feedback. However, here's the question for you. You are in the left-hand lane, okay? On yes. the highway, interstate, okay? You need to take the next exit. There is a car immediately to your right in the right lane. Do you speed up and cut in front of that car to get to the exit or do you slow down and get in behind that car to get to the exit? How far am I from the exit? Um, let's say you are, you just hit the one mile mark sign that says your next exit is a mile away. How, how much over what I want to drive is that car going on my right? Well, you're in the left-hand lane. So obviously you think you're going faster. Yeah. But are we talking two miles an hour faster? Or are we talking eight mile an hour faster? Well, we got to go two. Then, then I'll drop. Okay, but, but if, if you're I, going eight, obviously you're you're going fast enough that you're going to go. Yeah, I, I would say it kind of depends on how fast I want to go, because I always feel like I'm the most unlucky person in the world. And as soon as I hit the gas <laughs> and go a little bit faster than I want to, that I will probably get pulled over. So at that point, I'll probably just drop back in, take my medicine take and it's funny when you talk about passing people because we're talking about like five to ten seconds in right. time like it's really not that big a difference so yeah I, i'll probably just drop in at that point okay it, it is a big deal if you want to win i mean if you turn yeah, it into but, a contest well if it's your buddy that's different but if it's a no, car, no, I'm, I'm just saying again. if you're a person who thinks that it's a it's a contest or a game and you want to win, you're going to drive faster. You're going to speed up. Yeah, if, if you think of it that way, I agree. I, I oftentimes will, will dip in behind, but it really does. I, the, the, the clarifying question was really good on your part as far as like, how much faster am I going? Mm -hmm. You know, am I, am I just barely going to pass them in a, in a mile, mile and a half? Or am I cruising past them? Which will make a difference. And where is the exit? All excellent yeah. questions. Yeah, it's kind of like, do you remember the movie Little Big League? Yeah. Yeah, where he gets faced with that situation, like there's a runner here and a runner there and this, that. Like the questions you ask after that question are far more important than just that situation in general. There's so much more to it than saying, am I going to go faster? Or am I going to go slower? Right. I got to know the situation I'm in. He also got in trouble for, for renting really inappropriate movies. Well, as he should, he's 12 years old. He's not was it that him or was that, or was yeah, that, that was the year? No, no, no. Oh. Okay. The one where he, he hurt his arm and he throws the ball in from from Great movie. As Great comes. movie. Terrible. Yeah, but no, Little Big League is where he was watching like, you know. Okay. And he's with the twins. Maid, right? the twins? Maidens, of, maidens of Manhattan or something yeah. like that. Isn't it the twins? 
twins. Yeah. Plus yeah, okay. I grew up close to the twins. I, I disliked them because a lot, a lot of my friends did, but yeah, that movie always sticks with me. Yeah. You're a Braves. You're a Braves fan. Mm-hmm. Going okay. to one here in a month or so. Braves game. Are you really? Where at? Mm-hmm. In Atlanta. Oh, so you're actually going to Atlanta to the ATL, well, if you will. Kind of. I mean, we're, we're flying in and out of Atlanta, but we're actually going to South Carolina for the PGA championship. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. Why this are you going fun. to South Carolina and who plays there for baseball? But now I get it. You're going for the PGA mm-hmm. and going to catch a Braves game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now are you, are you recording live? We, we probably should, honestly. I mean, because I'm guessing Rory McIlroy or something like that will probably come up and just want to hang out. So I'll maybe we'll just have to hit record when that happens. Yeah, that'd be okay. That'd be okay. All right, are you ready for confessional? Yeah, I've, I, I'm, I'll, I'm always ready for um, confessional. Ice cream update. We now have some mint chocolate. Not that you know this, but we now have some mint chocolate chip in the freezer. Um, and, and Christy called me out in her feedback after I passively aggressively told her that the ice cream we were purchasing was, you know, in air quotes was for Will, but really I was the one eating it. So rather than me just coming out and saying, let's buy the kind I like, I was covering it up by saying, let's buy this kind because it's for Will. And it, <laughs> and it was not. So you eat ice cream quite a bit. Um, more than I should. I love it. I'd love Dairy Queen if I could get Dairy Queen more often. Yeah. You know? I'm not a big ice cream guy. I don't leave the house very often. Well, and and that would be one of the many differences between your physique and mine. Well, I was just thinking height would probably be the biggest physique. Um, change, you don't weigh the same as I do, even though you're much taller than I am. Yeah, but I don't think it's because I'm healthy. I just I I just have never liked those types of foods, like sweets, like ice cream, cake pie just cupcakes cookies are not my thing but you throw some you mean you see me with skittles in front of me that's a whole different story sour patch kids yeah starburst i'm in yeah yeah well i know that's part of the reason why on friday nights we would we would the candy dish would be not filled with chocolates but filled with those things for you yeah because i wasn't eating all the other food i just wanted that candy it was so good (laughs) right okay here's the second confessional this is, this is a, oh, it's embarrassing. Sitting at home on Saturday night and I see a Snapchat story of somebody that looks like they might be at a wedding reception. Keep looking. I'm like, okay, there's one. There's another person I recognize. Oh my God, is it, and I'm not going to mention names, is it so-and-so's wedding? I asked. Christy, is it so-and-so's wedding? And she's like, yeah, that's tonight. Oh, I forgot all about it. We weren't going. It was way out of town, way out of state. We weren't going. However, she says to me, did you remember to get their gift in order for them? You know, wherever they registered. Is that is that your job? I feel like if I'm in that her and I, like Misty are going to, Misty's going to take care of that. But her and I are having this conversation. It's, it's my my kid, you know, as far as the, the, yeah, I get it. The relationship that, that we had when he was in high school and all that stuff. Well, needless to say, she thought I took care of it. I thought she took care of it. No gift. Um, and I don't even know if we responded to the, to the, uh, invite. 
terrible, terrible job on my part. Terrible. So that's my confession. I feel like that one falls on Christy, though. Just Ooh. putting my. She'll let you know about situation. it. I'm if sure she, she listens will. to this. She'll let you. Great. Know. I can't wait to deal with that <laughs> repercussion. You're the one that said it. All I'm telling you is, I felt terrible when all of that was unfolding in front of me. Like, where is he? Oh my God, he's there. Is it? Did you? I didn't. I. I felt terrible. That's how it went. That's how it shook out. Can't win them all. Yeah, that one I should have won though. Um, what do you got? I do have a confession. All right, let's go. And yeah. actually, let's do this. Let's do this. Are you ready? You give your uh -huh. confessional. Okay. Uh -huh. Maybe talk about that a little bit, meaning us have a conversation, and then roll right into your first car. And if you had a name yeah, for it. For sure. And if you had a name for sure. Ready? Go. Okay. All right. My confession is I'm a big sports watcher on TV. However, the last few weeks have been a little light in the sports department. Um, not that I don't like to watch an NBA game. I do. Um, baseball, a little different. I'm a Braves fan. If I can watch the Braves, I'm not going to pay extra to do it. But if okay. I can watch them, I'll do it. But otherwise, I just watch golf. But that's a very weekend-dominated – sorry, my phone went off uh, – sport. Like, it's, it's just – Christy sending you a Snapchat. It actually is. That's amazing. Um, so I've really been getting into some Netflix documentaries. Ooh, ooh. And, and honestly, I feel like I'm way behind because I don't watch Netflix a lot. But what have you been watching? I, I try to watch sports whenever I have the chance to watch TV at home. I just turn a game on just to have a game on. Yeah, but I'm talking the documentaries. Like, which ones have you watched? Oh, I just, I mean, I feel like I'm behind, but. I watched the Chris Norton documentary Ooh, okay. for the first time. Oh my goodness. Like if you aren't ready to cry when you how watch many, that How one, many parts is that? It's which one? It's an hour and a half long. Oh, okay. So it's, it is just, it's, so it'd be very similar to how HBO runs their documentaries. Yeah. And, and honestly, okay. I'm, I'm much more of a one movie, if you will, like documentary sure. guy. But I'll, I'll dig into some other ones. I don't want to watch like a bunch of seasons because I know all that works. Like you go down that rabbit hole and yep. Brandon Schmitz and like whatever. Love it. Love it. Well, but I have just been, I've been tuned in to some Netflix documentaries. Same, some, name some other good ones. Um, long shot, 40 minutes. Watch it. Netflix. It's, it's tremendous. What's it about? Um, it's about, see, I'm a big, this is weird because I've, I've, clearly never murdered anybody nor <laughs> nor have i done any drugs but those murder and drug ones just fascinate <laughs> me like i can't stop watching them so like that one kind of has that has a little sport feel to it and just like the chris norton one like that's sport based if you will i mean that's a small part of it but um yeah so chris norton long shot um i watched night stalker which was a mini series or limited series on on netflix it was like four episodes of 50 minutes long um is that yeah, the max I, for you because you said you didn't like doing series or seasons okay so a year ago when we're into this situation i'm watching all the series i can because i need something to do you know but i can't like a documentary on netflix i'm in 
Like I just want to watch it. Okay. But yeah, those are those three are are good. I think I watched another one. I can't remember which which one it was. You want to know? Oh, I watched the last blockbuster. Not very good. I I was intrigued because it was the literally the last blockbuster in in North America. Not very good. But I mean, those documentaries like, oh, White Boy Rick is actually called White Boy. But I didn't remember White Boy Rick. Do you remember him? Nope. Uh, it was a, it was like an '80s thing. Um, I mean, there's some good stuff going on right now on Netflix. And again, they may have been on Netflix for a year. I have no idea. <laughs> but these ones I just watched, they are. I mean, they're in. So I'm almost like not even in the mood to watch sports. I just want to get on Netflix okay. and see if there's a new, again, specifically murder slash the and or drug documentary i i love those things criswell and i were just talking last week about documentaries and how much i enjoy them on uh on hbo my my right now my i could watch it again right now if i if if it was up i would watch it andre the giant again mm, okay it, it is I will, fascinating i watched the chris watts documentary remember that guy the yep. the one that that killed his wife and two children in mm-hmm. Colorado, I would never watch it again uh, because it was really, really difficult to watch. But I mean, when it pops up on Netflix, I like can't not watch it. Fascinating. They're so good. Fascinating. Leaving Neverland. Leaving Neverland. Okay. All three parts of that, as disturbing as that was, and, and I, I, it just is, it's fascinating to watch somebody a- else's life um, after they'd passed. And, and Andre the Giant, Growing up in the 80s, you know, with WWF as big as it was then, he was he was the end all be all. You know, he'd never lost until WrestleMania. And I mean, he, it was the Andre the Giant one is awesome. I would recommend you know, the thing, the thing I struggle with when I watch those documentaries are I am what I would consider very empathetic. I can put myself in other people's shoes fairly easily. But I really can't put myself in the shoes of those people because I have absolutely no experience with what they went through. But it's still hard for me not to put myself in that position. Like, I, I'm sucked in. They're so good. You, uh, if you watch the Andre the Giant one, you will become very empathetic to him. You know, like, he could never hide. You know, he, well, he couldn't throw a hat like on. Seven four. I know, but I'm saying he, he couldn't throw a hat on you know, and blend in and go out to eat somewhere. I mean, he, he stood out. What's a hat do if you're a foot taller than everybody? That's my point, Lee, is that I'm just saying like that could never escape, you know, where, where somebody famous oftentimes, depending on what they, you know, if they're seven foot tall, but I mean, it, it, you can oftentimes escape without having any, anybody recognize you. And he could never do that. And I, and that's, I don't know. I'd watch it if I were you. No, okay, I'm I'm in. All right, first car, 1994, yeah. red Pontiac Sunbird with a spoiler on the back. Nice, 2,800 bucks. I drove that thing for four or five years. That was What'd my you call first it? car. Did you have a name? I did not have a name. Okay. I'm sorry, I got nothing good for you there. Yeah, I wasn't much of a, a car namer either. You so, know, in the, it, back in those days, and I know. 
it's not back in the days of your first car. <laughs> we're not that much different, but we're different. You know, gas was so cheap. I would put right. I'd put a full tank of gas in that car and I felt like I drove for like a month or two. Yeah. And it was like a dollar, dollar nineteen or something for yeah. a a gallon of gas. Like yeah. I mean it, that was I don't know if kids still do this. Do they drive around? Yes. Okay. That's a that's what we used to say we were doing. Like, hey, I'm gonna go drive around. Like you're literally driving through the streets of North of Iowa, which you know is not that exciting, but you're driving. Yeah. For us, driving around was in the country because mm-hmm. Judah, Judah's only got one, two, three, it only has four streets. Oh um, main streets that are going east and west, and then it's got a little bit north and south, but not much. I mean, it, there's there's not much to drive around. In the town of Judah, and you're not scooping a loop. In no, there's yeah. I, I've always heard that term, but I never actually experienced what that was. Unless you went to Mason City, there was a loop in Mason City. Sure, but that place is a little sketchy. So I wasn't. You could uh, you could get a little crazy if you wanted for us and go to Monroe um, or Broadhead. You could go to either spot, but for us, if we were driving around, it was it was country roads. Yeah, that's take me home. That's right. That's right. Are you okay? So, are you good if we go into feedback? I'm I'm ready for it. First one from Christy. Um, first car, two door, 1988 Ford Tempo. A good question would be also to ask if people cars had names. Mine didn't, but we called my mom station wagon the bubble because it, it. I don't know if you know what the Ford Taurus um, station wagon looked like. It looked like a bubble. Um, Risa should make a flower that could be sold in the summer. I agree with that. Okay, are you ready for this? Uh-huh. obviously you struggle to be honest about your ice cream addiction and instead say will wants to wants it to ensure we have ice cream in the house you simply can put that you want mint chocolate chip ice cream or swiss cake rolls on the list located on the right side of the fridge didn't have to do that there's still ice cream in the mint chocolate chip in the, in the uh, freezer so we took care of that um with evaluations i think it's important for not only the coach teacher employer uh, employee to evaluate themselves, but also to write down the goals they're working towards and track the progress. You touched on it, but it's important to be honest on what your employer, principal, head coach, AD could do better to help you and how you can partner together to be successful. Many times not asking for help or stating something that frustrates you or struggle with your boss or team will just continue to fester instead of having an adult conversation to get what is needed done. You need to help each other and be on the same page by having honest conversations. Wow. Elizabeth. Cloney. Um, first car that I had this, she also sent a picture to Scallon and I of the car that got into an accident. I'm going to talk about that here in just a second, but it was pretty funny that she still has a picture and I'll talk about it. The first car that I had was a 1982 Chevy Cavalier. It was a beauty. When my dad told me it had an AM radio, I thought for sure he was joking, but he was not. So one of the first purchases I made for that car was a Discman with a car mount so I could listen to my CDs. I had this car when I was in high school and it was not trusted to make the two hour drive up to Cedar Falls when I was in college. So then I got a Nissan Sentra that was also a beauty. I used to loving, lovingly refer to this car as my tin can. The windows were always down in this car as the air conditioner did not work. It was common for passengers in this car to stick their hand out the window and tap on the roof, making the lovely tapping on a tin can sound. This car got me to within just a few weeks of my college graduation, then I was rear-ended and just like a tin can, it, cr- it was crumbled and was total. Thankfully, no injuries occurred in the accident. And she sent a picture of what that car looked like after the accident. As for the Reese's shape, 
My first thought was a star. I agree with Tom, it's a good symbol for the 4th of July. Another thought maybe is Lady Liberty. I'm actually not much of a peanut butter chocolate mixture fan, so I don't have much insight. and would make a good shape in terms of flavor. Um, and then Tom and I both responded to her and then she came back with, with this. Of course, the first car had a name. It was Cal the Cavalier. Cal was my only car to have a personalized plates. They were D-I-G-O-D-I-E which looking back was not the best choice. If you didn't know I was a volleyball player, it probably didn't make sense. Dig or die was my mantra, back row specialist. And the smash 10 can, I was stopped waiting to turn left when I was rear-ended. The pickup truck that hit me was going maybe 30, 35 miles an hour and barely had a scratch on the truck. I use this picture in career and financial readiness when we talk about the debt car loans and what it means to be upside down on a car. So she takes her, her little, um, mishap and turns it into an educational opportunity. Dennis Burra had um, a 1992 Chevy S10 and um, there was white long bed, blue interior with a bench seat, four-speed manual, kind of missed that little truck. Ice cream equals bunny tracks for the win. Uh, Reese's, he thought flip-flop or shorts. And then he also had a 1987 Ford Ranger with electronic fuel injection, don't miss that um, POS. You can figure that out. And I'm not saying it to add an E, Cole Hopkins, at all. I never named it, but if I had to give it one, I probably would have called it Old Blue just because of the interior. Should also mention that I bought an aftermarket steering wheel and my brother had drilled down an eight ball for the shifter. Both did absolutely nothing for performance. Oh, and no power steering or windows. Um, that truck was the true symbol of the KISS method. Um, next, Dustin Kralik thought firework, sun, or a flag for the, uh, the Reese's. We were trying to come up with a, a Reese's shape for the summer. You know, they've got the egg and the tree and the, and the heart. Um, what could we do for the summer? And so that's what we were trying to come up with was, was maybe suggestions to Reese's to, to roll something out for the 4th of July, just so that we could eat them. You know, and not that you're a huge Reese's fan, but if not, yeah, Joe Martin. Okay, holy cow, are we ready? First of all, this one is from the, so the, good morning from episode before the newest. I had my notes, but forgot to send them because I finished the episode away from my desk. Invite, meaning when did Tom Fish's invite get named? Like when, when did we first having the, the Tom Fish track invitational and then when did it stop? Roger, Roger Huff. Couldn't come through on that one, didn't even have a guess. Great heads up about Wonder Years. And by the way, so Jeff Gravy said he was he was binging uh, reruns of Wonder Years. And now Jill sent a snap that she also is now watching Wonder Years. Great show. Uh, I will get on that maybe this weekend, and she did. When discussing multi-sport athletes, I disagree with there being exceptions. Can explain more on an actual, with an actual phone call sometime. Look at Dermody. He had money on the table and played multiple sports. Just a thought. Um, which is true. He was a four-sport athlete. I mean, he played football, basketball, tennis, and uh, and baseball, and you know, ended up going all the way through. So I I, I agree. Um, I just think that that anyway. Good point by Jill. Next, she now catches up. She had a 1989 Ford Tempo Silver with all the with all red interior, but Best Buy installed a CD player. Star for Reese's or Liberty Bell. And I like the comments about our coaches' eval. I often go to a mentor coach for me to help mix up my goals. 
And then she wanted to know how wing night was and wing night went really well. Holly Cleaver, that's meat. Wife, um, new listener, which I'm pretty excited about. I've heard, so hi Paul, I've heard segments of your podcast for the last year when Jeff had been has been listening, but I experienced my first full episode this weekend when we were driving back from a vacation in the Ozark National Forest in Arkansas. Anyway, I feel compelled to fill you in on the very best ice cream around. It's this brand and it is Chocolate Shop Ice Cream, uh, which unfortunately is not currently available anywhere in Des Moines, but there are a lot of other spots in Iowa and Wisconsin. We highly recommend the Frosty Moose in Williams Bay, Wisconsin, which is over there by Milwaukee. Keep an eye out for it. You will not be disappointed. I'm not up on all the Norwalk and high school football references, but I enjoy listening. I agree with you that evaluations are an okay starting point, like when you're first learning what's expected of you, but after some time experience, there's a lot more value in asking more specific questions. See, I listened to the whole show, not just the ice cream discussion. So that was good um, from Holly. I appreciate that. Cole Hopkins. Um, holy cow. Latest pod. First car was the infamous Honda Passport, which I remember vividly which leaked coolant for majority of the time I drove it, rendering me incapable of driving any further than my house to the high school without a comical amount of smoking coming from the engine. It has been far, far too long since we had an explicit scaling moment on the podcast. And I think we would have enjoyed the Bebop's burger just fine if I would have lied and told them that they doubled the price. I agree with that. Um, that was that from, uh, from old Cole Hopkins. And now we're on to Jeff Grady as far as the uh, um, feedback, 1970. So Jeff Gravy's first car, 1977 Malibu Classic Blue with a maroon door. I love the, I love the, just the odd colored door. How many did you have of those driving around Northwood? Like Kids my friends? Kids. Just, I don't, just think, I don't remember any. Don't None remember at all? Any. Oh my gosh. I don't remember them. New races, new Reese's shape. How about a sandal or a flip-flop? Mega stuff should be the only kind of Oreo. I, I'm going to politely disagree with that. I, I just, I think the double stuff is, is, a, is a perfect combination and mixture of, a perfect ratio, I should say. Um, chicken coop bar and grill at 60 and, 60 and Ashworth, which yes, was the original legend. Fun fact, that's where Jeff and Kelly had their very first date before mm. a lifelong um, love affair between the two of them. Uh, the four by eight note, while the high school guys are killing it, the eighth grade boys broke the current seniors record when they were in eighth grade. Could be an indicator of more success coming down the pipe. Um, very nice of you. And what, and what event? Four by 800. Oh, okay. That was when I was a coach. Four by eight. No, 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 it wasn't. Did you have Ethan and Grant and, and. I did, but only the seventh graders. Okay. Okay. Um, very nice of you to not say that Cole Hopkins used his Criswell um, Corner gift card to purchase his favorite beverage, Natterday Light. And mm -hmm. I, I let him in that Cole did not buy that. And I'm not telling, and I'm just, I'm keeping that between. Uh, well, now Jeff knows what he bought, but anyway. Um, so Criswell just texted me tonight. Can't remember if I told you yet, his first car, 1987 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. Beautiful car, 307 V8. Never did run right, so I was very disappointed. Have that. That's all of our feedback. It's a lot of feedback. <laughs> yep. Well, it was just long. The ones that we got were, were long, which, which is okay. I mean, that's, I, I asked for all of that. You know, what's your first car? What, what shape should Reese's do? 
and then we talked about evaluations last time. So we're going to move on to high school sports. Um, you know, the first one we'll start with is is rugby, and they're they're still going strong. I'm not sure how they are. I, I don't know what the end of the year is for them. I don't know how the the postseason is set up. Um, and I know you have a rugby team. Mm -hmm. Where do you, where does your rugby team play? Uh, they never play. If they're at home, it's not in our facilities. They will practice at one of our elementaries, though. Yeah, but where do they – if they play at home, where do they play? I have no idea. Okay. It's um, not a – I mean, they, they use the, the name Indianola, but they didn't, are not part of the school. I think we, uh, we practice around town. We, we find some – whether it be Mackinac or Billy O Park, and then I think our home games are at Bondurant. I think they play all of the home games at Bondurant. Interesting. Uh, and I don't think Bondurant has a team this year. I don't know what happened there, but I don't think they have a team. But they're 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 playing and they're doing well. Um, but again, I don't know what postseason looks like. I'll have to do a little research on that and see if I can figure it out. Um, girls soccer really really strong, um, undefeated at this point in time. Had a tough game last night against uh, Newton, and Newton um, ended up. You know, basically holding them, I think, about as low as they've been. They, they, Norwalk won two to one, but it was, a, it was a tight game. Um, boys played a, a tough Valley team on Monday, lost four to nothing, and then um, they won one to nothing last night at Newton. So they, uh, in conference, are doing well, with the exception of Pella. They haven't played DCG yet, which I think will be a tough one. Um, and then they've got uh, Des Moines Lincoln on Thursday. And I think the girls were done. They, they played. Newton last night, and I don't think they have anybody else um, for the week. So they got a little bit of a light week. Uh, tennis, um, I know the girls are doing extremely well. They had a rough one against Pella. And then the, uh, the boys have been, you know, their competition, Ankeny, Ankeny Centennial and Johnston um, has been tough getting them ready for postseason play. And um, they're competing. They're just not winning. Um, the, the entire meet and they've got, they've got bright spots in their lineup. Um, and then golf, you know, the girls are doing really well. And uh, um, the boys just won their 11 team invita invitational yesterday. Uh, thanks to head coach, James interim um, fill in head coach, Jake Brown, because uh, Steve Wormerskirk had also had a home. He had a, he had a meet for the girls that he had to take care of. So um, boys and girls golf doing really well. And then track is, is exceptional you know, from, uh, on both sides, the, the boys and the girls had did really well at, uh, at Drake, you know, Claire Farrell, um, third, 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 I think, in, in three of her races, the one day and, you know, the, the, the relay and the medley for the boys and, and Chase McKinney doing really well individually. And, um, you know, and I think Ethan Carlson set a school record last night and, and him and Grant Larson and, and uh, Derek Webster and uh, really Lucas and all those guys are doing really well. Um, in everything that they're doing when it comes to track. So Matt is, Rampton is doing a, a fantastic job with them and, and got them running really well and in perfect timing because Tuesday is conference in which we host. You do. Yeah. And Al keeps calling me about it. Yeah. Well, you know, we, yeah. we had a, we had a conversation. No, he doesn't keep, he just, he called me one day. I think life's good. Uh, spring sports here. I, I think kind of the same thing. I mean, you run into these spring sports where there is an obvious difference between some schools and others. And um, our boys and girls tennis have both been really good. Um, it, it's always hard because 
it's such a matchup based sport. Well, sure. You know, so you might beat one team, but you don't beat the next team. And, and I, I know our, our girls are four and zero in the conference, which is, is really good. Um, and they, and play we, we, they don't, they, or they, they have not, they played them or they will play them on Thursday, tomorrow, okay. today, whatever. It's a big time. one. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always so difficult in those sports because Pella's clearly good at those country club sports not saying anything about Pella. i'm just saying they always are very good at those types of of sports they're also pretty good at team sports they're good at everything i mean as much as it pains me to say it they are good at everything yes uh soccers um have been i mean solid like we again we just don't have that and we'll talk about this later, I'm guessing, but we don't have that big club um, in the area or in town for that matter. So those are always difficult. You got to get your best athletes out for, for sports, whether that means they're playing tennis or soccer or track in the spring, that's always difficult. And I, I do think our best athletes are, are running track right now, which is great because both of our track teams are really good. And you know, Drake Relays. I mean, I don't know if we could have a better day at the Drake Relays than we did last week. I mean, we have Carter Erickson, who's a, a, a great sprinter. Um, Is he a senior? Our, he's a junior. Junior. You know, he got, he got second in the 100. Uh, our four-by-one boys team uh, got third, set a school record. Uh, we have a discus thrower. Walker Whalen, another junior that that got, I think he got fifth. Is that Jeremy's boy? It is. It okay. is. And just another one of those, he's one of your better athletes. Like whatever sport he's in, I'm guessing they're going to be better because he's in it. So um I could be missing one in that. Matt said there. you're well, nobody from Indianola listens to this anyway, so you're you're safe. Yeah, that's um, true. Matt said that your, your boys track team is running really well, you know, and, and at one point in time, yeah. where, where was the most recent um, meet that it was Indianola, Carlisle, Norwalk and DCG. I think we're all in there together and all four of them are running really well right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have, a, we have a good group. And then in girls wise, we had a, a sophomore that got seventh in the 1500, Emily Naughton. Again, like she plays She's a cross country runner. She's a basketball player. She's a track runner. I mean, when whenever you think that multi sport athletes aren't important, I will one hundred percent disagree with you all the time. the The more sports we can get our kids to play, especially our our better athletes, the better we're going to be in each sport. Right, right. And that competition is huge. I think that that is mm -hmm. one of the biggest pieces that that is uh, that's missing oftentimes with our kids that only play one sport. Mm -hmm. Um. So we're going to stay on high school sports. We're going to talk schedules, football schedules, because they came out Monday at, at, uh, at about 9.57. Um, they released them. So well, they did a good job. We open with Pella, and we're at home against Pella. What do you guys have? We play Ankeny Centennial. At, at home? At home, yeah. okay. And that's a team that we, we were looking for people to play, and we always do, no matter what class we're in. Yep. finding non-district teams is, is a difficult process for us. 
unless unless we're not in the same district. Correct. Yeah. That, that's and easy. That's a, yeah. an easy one for for each of us, or at least two. Yeah. You know, I know yeah. Carlisle's in the mix for you guys. Right. Um, and then we are at Des Moines Lincoln. That one was a little bit of a shock for me. Um, I thought we would get. I thought we would get another one out west. Just, just because, but you got it. You got Glenwood. Don't worry, we, we, we yeah. got it. We're going to Glenwood. We're going to Glenwood week uh, two, which it, it's funny for us because when you think about us being in that biggest class for football in the past, we always know that we're going to have some sort of trip in there, right. you know, and, and last year was Sioux City West. But when you think about it, Sioux City West was us, you know, last year, but we also were supposed to have at Waterloo West, at Cedar Rapids Kennedy. I mean, th those were also another couple long trips. Three. You're supposed yeah. to have three. Yeah. So, so I, I think we're we just understand like that we're going to have to travel, and, and that's fine. So yeah, at Glenwood week two, um, let's go west. For, for us, that way, right? We knew we were. Go I mean, there's no doubt that some of us had to go out west, and so we there is not one ounce of complaining from from the Norwalk side about what we got. I mean, we still and then and then we're at Lewis Central week 3, which, you know, we went to Glenwood and Lewis Central back to back um, last year and and handled it just fine. You're going to love uh, Glenwood's facilities are great, but you're also going to love their ham. Make sure you get a hamburger. Mm, I think okay. they're fantastic. I think they're fantastic. Noted. We go to Pella week 3. Okay. Um, and then we are DCG for homecoming. And I'm going to talk about that here in just a second, but we are DCG for homecoming week four. They were our one. They're the only ones that we, we, we matched up with for our top two. We go to Lewis central or no, I'm sorry. We host Lewis central. Thank goodness. You don't have to go. Although next year, I mean, even if you went both years, yeah. you know, both times you, you'd get them the, the opposite. Anyway, well, we're fine. We're fine. We get, we're good with it. I guess. Um, for Life's us, good. so the, the reason why, and so then the next year when we play Lewis Central at home week three, that's who is going to be our, our homecoming opponent. Um, and, and two factors there. One, we want to try to do it as early as possible in the year. Um, that, that's my belief and that's also or my, my stance and that's also the administration stance. But we also, from my end, I want to pick a non-district opponent for homecoming. I don't, I don't want district games to, to have any other distractions to them and so that's why we i mean it's not like we're we're saying that dcg and lewis central are the two easiest teams and that's all we're going to definitely get a win we're we're basing it on time of year and the fact that they're both non-district um then we open district play and obviously we're in the same district we so are it's gonna be fun we are at boone week we one of district play we host perry that will be our homecoming Oof. We always try to go like mid-year for us. That's my, uh, my my concern um, for everybody is I don't know. In talking with the Perry guys, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to be for varsity football. I'm nervous about that. Hmm. Um, then we have you here. So you don't, I, I mean, yeah. So we are going to go to Norwalk <laughs> week six. And I'm excited. And then, I always, I always like, I will say, I say that I like playing you guys, but there's probably not a team or a coaching staff. I don't like as much as playing you guys. Say that again. And I'm saying that because I know you guys like it's, I mean, if, if I'm going to pick a team to beat, like I want to beat you guys. Well, sure. Because it's, because it's that week. 
But but at the same time, if there's a team that I don't like to play or beat, like it's you guys. Okay, and that's just that, okay, because, I get of, you. because I have that relationship with you. Like it, it it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, you think about the last time you were with us. The last time you put together our mixtape, our mix CD that we played at practice in getting ready for the state championship game. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, oh, that yeah. mixtape was spot on. Yeah, yeah, you rocked it. Um, and then we are at Perry after we play you. We are at Carlisle, I believe, after that. Okay, big game. Yeah. Big game. Um, and then we are home against Carlisle. That'll be our senior night. We, we are home. We are home against Bondurant. That will be our band senior night since we have five home games okay. this year. And then we are at Bondurant and you guys have Boone. Yep. And that will be our senior night. Sure. That last, that yeah. And last we game. have, we have four home games and we are very fortunate. So this was year three for sure that we have four. Home, well, last year we didn't have four home games. We had three. Um, no, we only had two home games last year. Because so you had one canceled. Yeah. Yeah, we only had two home games. Um, and so this year, we will have Pella, DCG, Indianola, and Carlisle all at home. If you if you you couldn't handpick the four best teams for us to have at home in a year where we need home games. A, a good year to ask for things, yeah. if you ask me. Like, if you need new uniforms, like at Norwalk, this year might be the one to ask for it. Um, and we do need new uniforms because of rebranding. Well, we won't talk about that. So how does how does this all work? Well, I got a little bit more insight today from Todd Tharp when I had a meeting with him, um, which we didn't even talk about that off the air about Quick Cut, but we, we can do that some other time. Um, so basically what it boils down to is if you are a team, if you're a school that matches all seven of your schools, you have your one as one, two as two, and you and you go all one through seven. Mm -hmm. You are going to find yourself with four teams from your seven. Really? If you don't match, that's when you're going to find somebody on your schedule that you don't have down. Like, let's say, Lewis Central. Lewis Central mm -hmm. didn't have any matches, and therefore they had to come this way to get them. And, and they got us, Carlisle, and you um, is, is who they got on their schedule. So I thought that was very interesting. You know, and we 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 got three of our four. Um, Lewis Central is the only one that we didn't have, but we had Pella at three. They had us at three. We had Des Moines Lincoln at five. They had us at five, and then we had DCG at one. So we knew for sure we were getting DCG, and then after that, we weren't sure who we were getting. But that's an important point to talk about because I think it goes to show when people say, "Why are you playing them?" or you know, "Why are they on your schedule?" We we don't really have any sort of pull on. <laughs> on who that is like the, the only the only sport and i don't think that's a bad thing either i mean it would be really difficult i think to try to organize your entire football schedule nine games but i think important for people to know that like we try but at the end of the day we don't have full control over that well i will say the only thing that's a downfall for us not being able to schedule our own games and and understand that this is the only one in my opinion everything else i don't want to have anything to do with scheduling but when the rpi takes into consideration your opponent's record and then your opponent's opponent's record and you don't get to pick your opponents mm -hmm. that sometimes is tough because if if you know in year one they pick awful teams for you to play you go you go 
nine and zero, but your RPI is terrible because they're they're terrible. You know, everybody else is is getting beat by people. That makes life a little bit tougher for you. And I, I just think that that's the only downfall. Otherwise, part of the reason why we're in this boat is because people. I mean, who is who is Lewis Central going to play? Mm-hmm. Nobody. But if you go nine and zero, if you go nine and zero, it doesn't matter. Well, that's true. Setup. Very true. Very true. Or or eight and one at that point. I yeah. mean, well, no, Sigourney Kyoto. They were eight and one. Yeah. They they didn't get in. In this setup, where the top two make it, where they were they, what did they finish? They finished second. So it was RPI. It was district champion, and then RPI after that. Yeah, but this is now top two. In top the two. District. Very true. Very true. Because I, I mean, my junior year of high school, we went seven and two, and I know this is way before RPI, but we went seven and two, and we didn't make the playoffs. Ballard had had a had a run of seven and twos where they didn't make the playoffs back in the day with Al Christian when he was head coach. Yeah. Anyway, that that's the process, you know, from um, a non district standpoint, and and you know, again, I I will say it outside of Lewis Central, Pella, and Boone are our farthest trips. That is absolutely so nice fantastic. That. So nice. Yeah, it is awesome. And we don't even go to Pella this year. So our yeah, farthest trip is Lewis Central. It's and, and and to be honest with you, the best part is the is the JV and the freshman. Yeah. You know, they, they've got one long trip as opposed to four or five really long trips, and and that helps them a lot, I think. Yep. All right. You got anything else from high school sports wise? Nothing. Nope. Um, our non-sponsor of the episode is a, a, a place close to home for me, Swiss House in Monroe, Wisconsin. It's a it's a little bar that sits off of uh, off the square in Monroe, and they are home for the for the people in this house. Well, two people, Christy and I. Um, Rich's special. It's a pizza, pepperoni, sausage, black and green olive, onion, mm-hmm. and mushroom on it. It is amazing saturday morning i go to a softball scrimmage to watch uh brian cameron's daughter play and brian is coaching at 11 a.m swiss house opens in monroe i order two large riches specials i get to monroe um pick them up put them in the back of the truck and i drive six hours with those suckers in the back of the truck get home put them in the fridge and then put them in the oven and heat them back up yes all of you foodies out there that are saying that's disgusting can't believe I don't care what you have to say. You didn't care. have one slice of pizza? No, I did not. I don't care what the risk was. And then I ate a, a stupid amount of pizza on Saturday night when I got home. Well, and when we had dinner and then on, uh, on Monday, I finished it off for, uh, well, for a little bit of breakfast and then lunch. At, uh, at school, Swiss House in Monroe. Well, I'm just gonna throw out this whole thing. The olive might be the worst food That's in okay. history. I can, I can appreciate that, but I love them. Oh, and I think God. they add a, add a, add a, a, a really good element to a, a good pizza. Ugh. Swiss House, are you ready? So bad, yeah. S-U-I-S-S-E for Swiss, and then House, H-A-U-S. Swiss House, mm. that's how you spell it. It's in Monroe, Wisconsin. It's our non-sponsor of the day. It's like very German. I think it's Swiss. Really? 
Like they don't spell it like we do. I I think meaning, I think it's it's a very um, Swiss uh, community. Okay. With some German in there, but but I mean they have cheese days uh, in Monroe that are uh, in every even year. They have cheese days and cheese days. So what do they do in the odd years? Uh, they don't celebrate it. Okay. Cheese days is a big deal. Sounds like it. Ask Larson. Apparently, it's like the Olympics. So you can't it even have it every year. Big deal. The cheese curds that you can get at Cheese Days will you will never want another one. Oh, they are so good. No joke. I don't They're know. The best. They're the best. It's always in September. Even number of years. I'm not going until I retire from football. Okay. And then I'm bringing you along to prove to you how good the cheese curds are. That's fair as long as I eat those, eat those olives. No, we don't. Eat, yeah, we, we can do all kinds of stuff. Cream puffs. Okay. Malts, I'm in. Let's go. It's, oh, Count so me in. I got I to gotta move on. Otherwise, I'm going to get lost and we're going to have to end it and not really talk about what we came on to talk about. Okay. So this episode is called Pastels. Why is it called Pastels? Because we're talking about spring. We're talking about spring sports. We have an athletic director among us that is going to help us with some of these things. And I think the very first thing, it's important because we touched upon it a little bit with rugby. What is the difference between a club sport and a sanctioned sport at the high school level? Ready, go. Support, 100%. Like it, it comes down to something, you know, in, in rugby or trap shooting would be another example. For us, those are non-sanctioned school activities, meaning they have nothing to do with the school except they take the name of the school on. Is, so it, have, you, is robotics for us? Would that be? That uh, sounds like a that sounds like a school club to me. Whereas, okay. which are which are different. I mean, there there are different clubs within every school. I would assume, and everyone would be different, you know, and like that are again there, like a chess club. Yeah. So if you wanted to do that, like it would probably be within the school. But rugby trap shooting, and I guess a lot of that, I'm I'm just guessing, has to do with the liability of it. Um, again, they're just using the name. Okay. But it's not necessarily a, a school sport. Okay. I, I just thought that was important yeah. for us to talk about, you know, and, and, and we have some people here in Norwalk parents of, of rugby players that are upset that they don't, they're not playing on, on in the stadium and not playing on our field. Um, and so that, I, I think maybe there's some misperception out there as to the difference between club and a sanctioned sport. Well, if I can add to that, the stadium in the spring is impossible to get on. You talk about track and, and the two soccer teams there there's really no time to get on to the turf there there just isn't and not just track but seventh and eighth mm -hmm. plus the high school teams correct right? so that, that you're talking middle school in there too but yeah anyway four, tra four track teams two soccer teams there's yeah. just not there's no time it's uh um but i also think it helps to understand the difference between a club team and a and a in a school in a school team i think Mm -hmm. um, so now let's talk about like what goes into the various activities and let's start with tennis. What, what goes into a tennis meet or a tennis invitational or tournament? 
tennis is is fairly late maintenance unless you host a tournament or in in our case the the conference tournament which there are just more teams there um but generally with tennis the tough part is and i feel bad when we send out our our postseason surveys that one of the questions is you know is the activities department visible at your event well i i know they're they're going to say no with tennis because it doesn't require any officials no pay none of that i mean they call their own so a tennis meet i mean there really is no maintenance except your coaches just have that stuff done and um they talk ahead of time with the other coaches and then you just run the meet turn the conference tournament for us was a little different and we hosted two or three years ago i mean you have to create the brackets you have a coaches meeting you do all that stuff like there's it's more of there's more maintenance in that but but on a typical night tennis is is fairly low maintenance let's uh, let's talk about a couple of things there real quick number one when you say they have to they they score themselves that that means the kids on the court are saying whether a ball is in or out Correct. Correct. So there, there are no officials. Yeah. Important to, to do. If there's a disagreement, you replay it. Yeah. And you, I mean, the coaches become involved and, but yeah, yeah. there's no, there's be. no official there. Second, you, you, it, it's the latter, right? L-A-D-D-E-R. You, you match up your one versus one, your two versus two through the varsity. And then JV, it's usually just doubles, right? Yeah, you just you just try to get matches. Yeah, ways for for people to compete. I mean, but that that's no different than any other sport. I mean, whether you play another team that is close to you ability wise or not, I mean the the biggest part is can we get these kids a chance to to get out there and compete? Sure. Um, and then the last one, which is my favorite one, there's there's nothing from the fans. There's no clapping. There's no yelling. There's no cheering. There's no anything. You just sit and watch. It, it's one of those sports where it's really just family members. Like you don't have to worry about a student section. You don't have to worry about a, a community member that just wants to watch tennis. There just isn't much of that. I'm not saying that those people don't show up at those things, but not, not very much. Interesting. Um, yeah. Let's talk about soccer. What goes into, what goes into a soccer match? So we will set up the field for the coaches. So we'll get the corner flags out there. We'll, we'll make sure that the, the turf is clear of any track things that may be out there. Like if they'll, sometimes they'll put hurdles, you know, hurdles out yep, there yep. And, and things like that. We make sure that's off there. Um, but then we do have officials for that. So we have to make sure that they are communicated with, at least from, from my standpoint, no matter what the activity is if we have officials coming in from another place i always email them ahead of time to let them know where they go when they show up what that's going to look like obviously the start time i know they know that stuff at least the start time but to just keep them in the loop i mean the people that aren't there on a on a normal basis like we have to make sure that they know what they're doing so a little bit more maintenance but then you think like uh an announcer and a a clock operator, which in most sports is multiple people in soccer. That's one person for us. We have an announcer that runs the, the clock can be one person. Yeah. We do. Person. We do as one person. We have a, 
unbelievable soccer announcer. He does a great job and he does all that stuff for us, and which is very much appreciated. The uh, um, and this year there, there seems to be um, another addition to that, you know, make sure the debris is off the field, meaning no shoes, no socks, no sweatshirts, no sweatpants, all that stuff. And now and water bottles, holy mm-hmm. cow. And now masks. You gotta make yes. sure masks are off the field. But, but yeah, like I yes. said, we will we'll clean up everything before yeah. a before a soccer match. Um, and then how about golf? What do you have to do for golf? We're, we're fortunate. Again, we first of all do we you don't play? Host, we play at Indiana Country Club. Country Club, okay. But we just well well for a girls from a girls standpoint, we host one to maybe two triangulars, quadrangulars a year. Uh, boys, you know, it's, it's us and you for a wise in golf. We, so there, there is no conference golf except for the spring, which yep. we always save at least one meet so we can play the conference meet in the spring. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll host a boys tournament in the fall and basically we need to get them off the first tee. And then I, one of my jobs when I, when I'm out there for a boys uh, tournament is to to transport them from hole one to hole two. And if you ever played Indiana Country Club, that's a long walk. Okay. So we just we just put them on a cart or maybe two carts, drive them to the second hole so they can do that thing. But again, minimal maintenance because there is no official. Um, the people that want to ride in carts, if if you will, on a duel is is low. In a tournament, we need to make sure that's communicated with other fans so they know they got to reserve a card ahead of time um and then uh uh dcg will be joining us i think soon yeah in that, uh, in that 4a world they will fly by us soon 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 um how about uh, how about track track is probably the complete opposite of <laughs> those first few sports i mean it, it is completely volunteer based i mean you have so many different people at so many different locations at a track meet that it takes to make that thing run smoothly. And I think one of our biggest goals as athletic directors or activity directors is to make sure a track meet runs smooth. So if we can get through that thing in a good amount of time, that that's a good track meet for everybody involved, fans, athletes, coaches, whatever it is, but it's purely volunteer. So you need a ton of volunteers to make a track meet run well. And it isn't necessarily the official part, because when you talk about officials, you have a track starter or how many ever track starters you want to have. We, we roll with one, but there's still the timing people. There's still the, the people that control each turn, all the field events. I mean, there's so many different people that it takes to make it run. So that, that one is, is by far the biggest amount of work that, that we'll have in the spring. And the people in the booth, you know, getting yeah, medals and, and taking care of each each school's yes. folder and, and, and all that stuff up there, official yes. results and a lot you know, of that. I think I think the one piece that that is the most interesting to me is when you take a look at sports in the spring. And in, in fact, sports outside of football, basketball, and for us wrestling because wrestling mm-hmm. does very well from an admission. Same thing for us. Track is track is next. And in some cases, track might be better than than some of the other sports, like a wrestling and a, and a basketball in some in some schools, because so many people come watch. 
track meets, which is why you do such a good job of, of hosting as many as you can. Yeah, we, we host six track meets every year. It's huge. Four, four middle school, two high school. There are a lot of people that show up, but yep. there's also for a middle school track meet. I mean, we're going to have 700 athletes a night. So, I mean, if they just bring one person per athlete, that's a lot of people running yeah. around at a track meet fan wise. Um, so yeah, they, they, it's a huge amount of people, especially when you compare it to the other spring sports. I mean, they just aren't as well attended. And, and I think the, the difference is there are so many people that participate in track versus those other sports. It, it really isn't a comparison. So yeah, there are a ton of fans that show up for whatever track meet we're hosting. Yeah, when you when you drive by our stadium, you know, on the night of a track meet, it the the you know from the north end of the stands to the south end of the stands, it's it's busy, lots and lots of people. Really important really for us. When you when you think about, you know, trying to run a an athletic department financially, I mean, track meets are extremely important for us, especially for your spring sports. Yeah. Yeah, they, they actually, I mean, you think about it. I mean, they cover the cost of all those other activities we have because there are there may be, you know, a soccer match that you don't make your money back. They're definitely, I mean, you think about track meets in general. I mean, when you go to another place, you have to pay 125 bucks for your teams to go there. So, like, there's a lot of expenses in the spring, but not a ton of revenue. Right, right. And the, the other positive to um, track meets outside of the fact that it's almost all volunteers, the only, really the only person you're paying is that one starter, mm -hmm. you know, Correct. as opposed to seven starters or, you know, uh, five, if you're, a, you know, like football where you have that many or, or three in soccer, um, three in basketball, you just, you just have the one that you're paying. Talk and, to me about those, those people you don't pay make those meets go. Oh, sure. Smoothly. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the thing. Like nobody wants to go to a track and it's going to end at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Talk to me about rain dates in <laughs> the spring. It's vitally important for, for all, all four of your sports in the spring. How do you, how do you do rain dates? Virtually impossible in track <laughs> because there's so many teams that show up for a track meet and to find a, a time where those teams could come back and, and run a makeup date is like I said, virtually impossible. The other sports where it's just one other team that shows up, you can generally find a time, but then it really depends on how far into the season you go. Sure. You know, if we're trying to find teams or, or to make a, make up a date on May 15th, that's a lot different than April 15th. You, uh, you start to get um, restricted by the end of the year. Yeah, for uh, sure. Coming up to you quickly mm -hmm. when it comes to that. Um, how about scheduling? How do you decide when you're hosting your track meets? How do you decide when you're hosting a, a tennis tournament? And then how do you decide when you're doing your golf? And how do you decide um, anything when it comes to the uh, um, soccer side? You know, those, those multi-team meets track, if you host a, a tennis tournament, you got to kind of get lucky in the in the beginning stages and just find a time where people are looking for a meet i think people are always looking for those types of things as long as it fits into their schedule again that's the tough part when you have multiple teams that are coming to a certain event soccer 
we have a little bit more flexibility because it is just one other school that's coming there. So sure. our soccer school or our soccer schedule may not look the exact same year to year, but generally uh, a schedule like track is going to look the exact same every year because everyone just rolls their dates over. And, and it's important for you to keep your date because otherwise you might lose somebody and then trying to pick somebody else up or picking a different time. Yeah, although I say that we're about to move our girls, our high school girls track meet um, off the time we generally do. Um, we're going to try to move it to to that last chance Drake qualifier date. Okay. Um, because people are, are generally looking for meets on that day. Um, and I know our girls are scrambling to find a, a meet that they feel comfortable going to that night because the timing becomes so important. You have to have your your time sent in by a certain time that night. So if we know we can run a good enough track meet on that night and everyone's going to have the results by 9 p.m., it makes a big difference than if it's going to be 10 or 11 when they have to be inputted by 12. Sure, sure. So we are about to make that change. I'm sure our girls track meet will look much different as far as teams are concerned. But I think when you, when you look at like what's best for, for our kids, then we do that kind of thing. That makes sense. Talk to me about transportation. How do you decide between a bus and a burb? <laughs> well, how many kids are you bringing? I mean, that's really, I mean, what's if your we, max in the, in, well, but I mean, can you take three suburbans? If we had three, I don't think we have three okay. vehicles okay. that we could take. Well, who's going to drive them? You know, I mean, the transportation issue in the spring is always the amount of drivers. So if you're at Norwalk, I mean, it's not uncommon for, our bus to drive to Norwalk, pick kids up and take them where they need to go. We have more buses, we have more drivers, but we still run into that struggle too. I mean, where we don't have enough people. So maybe you have somebody that has to leave earlier, like, Hey, we're going to take you to track at two o'clock to Norwalk. We'll be back to Norwalk by, or back to Indianola by three. And then we're going to pick up the tennis team. We're going to drive them to where they need to go. And by that point, your bus drivers are off their routes. They can then go to where they need to go. Sure. But I mean, like I said, not uncommon for our buses to go to Norwalk and pick up kids and, and take them where they need to go. Yeah. Has happened before. Yeah. And it will continue to happen. There are so many different activities in the spring. And I don't think people understand that. It's not just the amount of activities, but the amount of teams that are part of that one activity that need to get to a place where they need to go. Yeah. Yeah. How about technology? Like, talk to me about, about what you use for um, track. Yeah. I mean, track is, is the most sophisticated group of technology that we'll use all year because it's automatic timing, you know, so automatic timing isn't a human doing it. It might be the name of that system. So, so the timing system is called finish links, at least what we use. And that's what most people use. It's fairly then, popular in the state of Iowa for high schools to use. Yep. Things. Yep. And then, but where your results are tabulated is actually a different software system that's called high tech. Um, so like in our press box, and I know it's the same in Norwalk, there's three different computers that are used. Two of them have finished links. One of them have high tech because you have to get the times off one. You have to evaluate the times off another, and then you basically calculate the times on a different computer, which is a different piece of software. So 
yeah, there's, there's a lot of technology, but again, when you're talking about fully automatic timing, that, that isn't a human doing it, that, that might be a human running that piece of software, but it, the software is doing all the work for you. Um, so you do not, do you have to have one person for each of those three laptops or you just have we, one for all We three? do. We do. I okay. know there are some people that will have, have one person that runs the same piece of software for what I would call our first two computers and then a different person that will okay. run the okay. third one. Wasn't sure how all that worked. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's complicated and you know, it, it takes somebody to know what they're doing or at least somebody that kind of knows what they're doing. <laughs> like if you can get it started, generally it works but it's always getting it going. And then sure. you just have to hope for the best after that. Um, what else you got for us when it comes to spring sports? Anything else that we need to know? Yeah, you know, again, I think the transportation part, people need to understand, like it's difficult. I mean, because most of our teams leave as the, the time that kids are being picked up from each school in your district. So you may not have enough. Um, Bus drivers are really important. Substitute bus drivers are really important. And then again, leaning on other school districts to help you get through those things if they have somebody extra. I mean, it, it's it's a difficult thing for our, our transportation department to figure out. Sure. And and um, continuing to get tougher as, as districts continue to grow and you get more kids and there's more of a need for more drivers and more buses and more routes. And it becomes harder to get your bus driver's license. Yeah. It's not like you just roll up and say, Hey, I want to drive the bus. Like you got to go through tests to do it and yeah. it's not easy. So, so yeah, I think having a little grace towards transportation departments goes a long way, especially in the spring. That would, uh, I think having that in general in your life would probably be yeah. beneficial for you. If okay. you had that. Yeah. Anything grace final? is always a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, that was my final. Okay. Okay. Well, and I hope that that helped, you know, and, and I think, you know, oftentimes if you're not involved in a spring sport, then you have no idea really what's going on. And then if you are involved with a spring sport, most of the time you're paying just attention to what it is that you're involved in. You're, you're not really paying attention to everything else that's going on. And I thought it was important for us to have this conversation because there are so many things going on, so many factors that, that you have to take into consideration with all the sports that are happening and then all the varying levels, you know, and, and um, it's a lot to keep track of a lot going on. No different than any other sport where people roll up to a game and they think the game just works. Sure. Like sure. It, it, do, it definitely works. Cross country is a, a good example. Like you, ro you roll up to a cross country meet and you see this cross country course that's made. Well, somebody made that course. Yeah. And I know in our aspect, like we're making that course, like we spend multiple days getting that mode and painted and, and you know, it doesn't just happen. And then once it starts, like you still have to have the people there to help man that, that event. So, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like when, when things run well, you're like, Oh, you know, like that, that's, that's fairly easy, but it is if you have the right people in place. Yeah. And, and obviously a lot goes into the prep. You know, the, the, I think all the one, the prep. all prep, well, with, I think with the exception of track, you still have to have all kinds of people around to help with hurdles. And you got to have people that are around to help with the exchange zones. You got to have people helping with, with, you know, the, uh, making sure that numbers are put where they're supposed to, you know, where people can see them and then, or the, the camera can see them. And then you got to make sure that the lane assignments are all taken care of and everybody's matched up. 
there's a lot of prep work for track, zero doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But track is also on top of the prep work. The in in the contest work is is immense. Yeah. If you go to one of those events at Norwalk and you're like, wow, that really ran smoothly. Like you should maybe send Mr. Lammers an email and say, hey, that went really well. Hey, maybe, maybe Kate. True. Send send okay. send it to Kate. You should send the activities department an email go. and say, hey, we appreciate how well that meet ran last night. Thank you for doing all you do. There you go. That's a good way to do it. Okay. But if you don't send that email, we will continue to do what we can do <laughs> to the best of our abilities. Yes. Excellent. Um, are you ready for history? Yeah, I love history. I thought it was important for us. Well, I, only because I wanted to, because we, we were talking about our schedule. Um, 1992, in the state of Iowa, they switched to, from conference, they switched to district football. And obviously, over the years, you know, district football has been been a little bit different. But for the first, I don't know, 30 years, it was, uh, would that be right? No. The first 20 years, it was all about top two. You know, and then finally, mm-hmm. they get into um, 2008, where they start taking the top four, and they get into um, – 32 teams as opposed to 16 teams and what that led to. But um, district play in the state of Iowa started in 1992. I think that's, that's fairly important um, piece of uh, um, history for us. Growing up in a, well, growing up in a small town, you know, our, our conference at Northwood Kensett was, most schools that were bigger than us so for us to make the playoffs was playoffs different you know i mean it was it was it was difficult so i remember it was 1996 the first time that that our team had qualified for the playoffs in district football and i would i mean you could put a pretty strong argument together that northwood can is a football school and and before that it was a basketball school because it was a little bit more even of a playing field so yeah i mean that that shifted my thought as a kid of, of football we now host a playoff game and there's a ton of people there and you know all of a sudden you make it to the unidome and like that it's different and and as it should be i mean nobody else in any other sport would have been qualified for the postseason play based on who they played prior to that. They always just made it. Sure. So I think district football has been, has been great. I think that the, probably the most interesting thing for me coming from Wisconsin um, when it comes to district football is that it gets realigned every two years. That part yeah. is, is fascinating to me. You know, and you, and you, you end up with some of the same teams and especially for us where we sit and same with you, you're going to, you're going to come to realize this too now that you're in district play um, with us is that there are so many teams to choose from that are around here that are similar size that you, you can go anywhere, but ultimately some of the same two, three teams are going to be with you every time you turn around, you know, it may not be always the same, but you're going to have very familiar faces sitting in the same room uh, when you have your district meeting like we did today, because we don't have very far to go. Central Iowa is crazy when it comes to sports because there are so many 
really good schools in whatever sport you're talking about right here within 30 to 40 miles of each other. Yeah. Where again, where you talk about Northwood Kensett, <laughs> we we're talking, are we going to go West? Or are we going to go East? Yeah. You know, I mean, it now the travel would have been easier for us as it was my first two years of high school to, to travel East, but then those schools became eight man. Yeah. And now we have to go the opposite way. We're going to go West our travels longer, the teams are better. Like there aren't, there aren't 10 schools around us that would be our district. You know, and you think about like Waukee, which in 2000 was a two A school. I mean, you, you have to change because how our state looks, especially in central Iowa, especially in the Des Moines Metro area, those schools are going to look different year to year. No doubt. And, and it is, you know, you, and, and we talk about it again, our travel for our district, district five, class four, a district five travel is just silly. It's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and we met today in Bondurant because they're centrally located between Norwalk, Carlisle, Indianola, Boone, and Perry. And that's why we met in Bondurant. That's the farthest drive anybody will have to make. I mean, Boone to Indianola, what's that? an hour, hour, five or 10. Yeah. If sure. that's your furthest drive in football, like yeah. you're good. I'm all in. I'm We're all lucky. in. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so we positive. Hi V. Um, and, and the reason for this one is again, it's affiliated to the, to the IFCA. Hi V um, donated $5,000 to the, um, to the Iowa football coach association. And we threw just a, a raging kager. Um, with that and we're really appreciative hmm. i'm just kidding it hyvee gave us five thousand dollars and and it's towards our scholarship and, and it's um you know one of the things that we're really proud of from the ifca side of things is is our scholarship um i don't know what basically the scholarships that we give out we're really proud of those and and we gave out three one thousand dollar scholarships and um haven't given them out yet kids applied and, and we're going to give out a, a $2,000 scholarship. So out of that $5,000, we're going to get four scholarships to four deserving kids in the, in the state of Iowa. And, and we're really excited about that. We're really proud of it. Um, you know, and as somebody that, that is now got a hand in uh, the, the scholarship side, I know that the application that comes in from, from the high school athlete, you know, that's a football player um, for those is, is tremendous and, and they are well-written and they are well thought out and they put a lot of time, effort and energy into it and um, really make it special for us to be able to read those and, and see that and then try to select somebody that's a winner to, to get that. So um, Hy-Vee is our, is our positive for their donation to the, the scholarship fund for us at the IFCA. Almost ironic. And I feel like I may be going down the a rabbit hole here, Brandon Schmitz, but beautiful. I don't think he listens to us anymore because he's boycotting us. Oh, he is. Yeah. He's, but he's, isn't it uh, ironic that somebody from Norwalk would pick High V as their. You mean instead of Fairway? No, I'm just saying like High V in general. I mean, how long has High V been, I'm using the quote fingers, been coming to town? Probably, I mean, probably about I, as long as Santa Claus, about, about, uh, uh, I don't know, about six years, seven years, probably. Yeah, I mean, if you if you need to to get groceries on a Sunday in Norwalk, where are you going? Dollar General, um, Dollar Tree. Yeah, come and go. 
Casey's? maybe stop by come and go over Casey's and pick a few things up. Yeah. And, and obviously from a Indianola standpoint, high V is a humongous part of our community and they do more than they ever should to help support our kids. So I'm always on board with high V, but I just thought it was ironic that somebody from Norwalk, I mean, there were what 10 locations in Norwalk where they said high V was going to be built that one spot for however long, however long that it was going to be built. And now there's like that donut shop there or whatever it is. The, the my house, the, the, yeah, which is really good. The, the rumor now is, is that because of this donation to the IFCA that the, uh, the Norwalk project has been pushed back even further. So, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. I'm just kidding. That is totally not true. Heard nothing about it. Um, Bring back Scott's. Oh, oh my gosh. Bring back Scott's. All I'm sorry. I'm just going to, I'm going to throw out there as a former Norwalk citizen. They got to have a Sunday grocery shop in location. Because that's Scott's was pretty do. awesome. Oh, the best. The best. Scott's was pretty awesome. Um, but we are very grateful and very thankful to Hy-Vee for their donation to the Iowa Football Coach Association Scholarship Fund. Um, really exciting for us. And, and we're going to continue to try and expand that so that we can give more opportunities to our high school kids um, who are choosing to go to a, a post-secondary um, institution for their education. So let's do a little recap. One, are you going to speed up or are you going to slow down to get around? Are you going to go around the car? Or are you going to, you're going to slow down and tuck in behind it before you get ready to take the exit. Um, if you haven't given us your, your thoughts on what kind of shape, uh, Reese's should come up with for summer, make sure you let us know. And if you haven't given us your, your first car, let us know that. Otherwise, Always love to hear feedback. You know, uh, our schedule is out. Um, we talked spring sports. Swiss House, if you ever get to Monroe, Wisconsin, is a, is a great place to stop by. You can get an open brat sandwich, too, if you want. Um, and they just Open brat sandwich? Yep. Why do you have to put the word sandwich in there? Because that's what it is. It's not just a brat. It's an open brat sandwich. It's not in a bun. So it's a brat. It's, a... it's not in a bun. Then it's not a sandwich. So have bread in it? Yeah. Do you, do you, what do you, what do you call a brat between like in a bun? What do you call a brat in a bun? I call it a brat. So they're okay. Anyway, they've got a menu, you know, you can, you can get. So there is, there's bread in this. Yeah. So it's like a hot beef, but it's like a hot brat. Kind of, kind of. Like a, a hot brat. Like, yeah, like a hot brat. Hot brat. There we go. Way, way catchier. They are, uh, it's an excellent place. And, and if you can get past olives, the richest special really is, I think, their best pizza. That's my two cents on that. Um, I'm a huge fan. But I appreciate them. Um, and that, again, is Swiss House. S-U-I-S-S-E-H-A-U-S. Swiss House. Um, but again, Lee, thank you for coming on. Always love having you. Um, and I appreciate you and, you know, and I don't know if I can say it enough. There, there isn't anybody else that, that would get asked to, to come and be a, a host. So I appreciate that. And, and then your insight on the, all the spring sports, because I think it's good for us to peel the curtain back just a little bit and take a look at what all is going on um, right now in high school athletics. So I think that's good for us. And, and uh, I appreciate everybody listening. You got anything final? No, I mean, besides you called it a brat sandwich. I oh, my gosh. 
open-faced too. I mean, if you want to get technical, what I called it, I called it open-faced. I, I don't know. It's just weird. I'll work hot, on getting it. Sounds like a hot brat. Let's, let's roll with that. Let's talk to him about it. I'm comfortable with that, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, Rich's special is still the route I'm going if I, if I roll into the Swiss house in Monroe. Well, if you take me to Monroe, Wisconsin, and order that pizza, I will eat the olives just for you. You'll at least have a piece. You can get whatever you want to off the menu. No, but how do you just have one piece of pizza? That's not even physically possible. Because you don't like you olives. Have... I would guess. Pizza, like yeah. you eat it because it's there. They also have other kinds of pizza that you can get. I mean, you don't have to get a Rich's special. I'm just saying that that for me is the, is the ass meow. Can we get a Richie minus the olives? You could. I don't know if they'd be called something different, but you could. I'll ask. I'll ask Rich. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Okay. Anything else besides that? The, the disagreement on what I'm calling food in, uh, in Monroe? No, I appreciate you having me, and I appreciate the way you talked about me at the end compared to the way you talked about me at the beginning. So I'm you, in. I appreciate you know, and I appreciate the invite. At at the end of the day, not only are you the only one that would get asked, but I also went and sat by you at the district meeting. Well, I asked you. I know, but I basically like patted my lap for you. Who to sit else by would me. I have said? I could have sat next. I mean, there were so many options. Former Norwalk people there, so many options. There were. That was the most Norwalked meeting of all time. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. BC. Shout out. Shout Darren. out BC and yeah. the the general Al Lammers. And Darren. And D Shrek. And you. All former Norwalkians. Yeah. I mean, I'm easily the least important Norwalkian out of that mix. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. A, a special place near and dear in my heart. I Lee appreciate Nelson. that. Yeah. Appreciate so that. signing off, this was episode 45, pastels, because we were talking spring sports. And obviously we know pastels are spring colors. So we appreciate you listening. Thanks for tuning in. I am Paul Patterson signing off. Talking the walk, episode 45. Guest host Lee Nelson. Thanks for listening. Closing time. Thank you for listening to the Talking the Walk podcast show. Yeah.